This week on the podcast, it is finally time for another Nintendo Indirect. And Dan, I know this is the intro, but did you know the last full Direct that we had was on September 4th, 2019? I did not know that. Hit the intro. Ah! Welcome back to the Great Lakes Gaming Podcast, where we'd like to talk about video games, video game news, and things that are abstractly related to video games. My name is Nicholas Cartier, and today I'm joined by... Dan Allen. And today, we're going to indirectly talk about the Nintendo Direct. But first, Ooh. Dan, how you doing today? Not too shabby. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing pretty okay. Doing sw- I always feel so weird saying my own name. Not because of the style of intro, because it's like, how often do you say your own name? Not that often. Every indirect. This week on the podcast. <laughs> good to be here. How you doing today, Cartier? I'm doing pretty alright. It's been a it's been a pretty good couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's been real snowy. It's been snowy. There's been Valentine's Days. There's been mm-hmm. foosball. Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher foosball. Yeah. The great state of Michigan uh, is cold. It's cold now. It is very cold. It's cold in the D. It's dark. It's cold. And there's a lot of snow. Nights. Uh, the other day, it was uh, still light at like 5.30. I'm like, oh, look at us. Yeah, right? <laughs> We're doing it. I saw the sun a couple days ago. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> How was it? It was bright on the snow yeah. for my little blue eyes. Kirsty, I'm excited that you are hosting this Nintendo Indirect. I know. the uh, Not the most direct way you could take in the information. It's, but it's been a while. Been a while. It's been. It's been. Not it, even a week. It's been, more than, it's been more than a week. Since you looked at me, that's true. It is. Uh, off the rails. Chicken to China, the Chinese chicken. What are we doing today, Kirsty? Well. What the fuck are we... What are we... Uh, well, pretty much, um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct, um, pretty much going in order of like how the things happen. But first, mm. before we get to that, before we get to the whole meat and potatoes of this stew, yes, we're going to um, we're going to look at some of the some of the hors d'oeuvres, and we're going to look at some of the uh, some of the ensemble that's on the table right now. Mm. And by that, I mean the twigs. Ah, the twigs. Yes, uh, the oh. decor. Also known in these parts as this week in gaming. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Is that the longest running episodic segment in Great Lakes Gaming history, in which we tell each other what we played in the last few weeks in a fun-loving summary? Dang, damn it! It just might be. <laughs> oh. But uh, my favorite part about me hosting is I get to I get to ask you the question. Oh, first. Yes. I thought you still were gonna maybe ask yourself. <laughs> ask yourself. But yeah, I'm excited. So, uh, Dan. What have you played these weeks in gamings? Well, this week in gaming is brought to you by Nintendo Station 360, which is, as we all know, the fictional alliance of um, two generations ago's video games. I didn't have a joke prepared for that, Cartier. Really regret it, in hindsight. Uh, but this week in gaming is brought to you by Red Lord, local Michigan band. Uh, it drops uh, their first EP on Slam Worldwide on the 25th of February. Ooh, Ooh what a cheap plug. Um, Red Lord. 
Cartier, this week in gaming. Recently in my gaming. Uh, your, your gaming present. Yes, my gaming present. I do have some current gen goodness to talk about, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a PS3 game <laughs> that I've been destined to play since I first saw it. I don't remember. My faint memories, it's so long ago, if you go earlier in the podcast, like two, three years ago, I still like don't fully remember. I think I asked Kyle if it was him with a PS3 when I first saw Deadly Premonition, like who would be like renting games, because someone that didn't finish it. But Deadly Premonition is a really weird game, Cartier. It's a detective game, it's an open world game, it's a coffee simulator, where you look at your coffee... I've been playing... Well, first off, cue the Deadly Premonition music, for sure. Thank you. Thanks, Cartier. Uh, so, I definitely... <laughs> have wanted to play this game for a long time, right? Yes. Uh, bought it for the Switch when they announced Deadly Premonition 2. Because, you may or may not know this, Deadly Premonition, the first one, came out exclusively for the PS3... And I thought about buying on eBay a million times, but I never did. Yeah. Um, so when they announced Deadly Premonition 2 exclusively for the Nintendo Switch, and they're like, also Deadly Premonition Origins, I'm like, this is my fucking chance. Yeah. Uh, essentially, this game, at its heart, ooh, a lot of time, at, at its heart is a lot like a, the older Resident Evils. Yeah. Not so old that it's a fixed camera, but... Uh, the aiming of the gun feels... It gives me that feeling, you know what I mean? As I shoot zombies. Yeah. I should tell you what this game is before we even do anything. Uh, I love detective games, Cartier. <laughs> I kind of want to do like a best detective thing because I I end up playing so many weird detective games that are all so different from one another. The premonition you play as an FBI agent, FBI agent named Francis York Morgan. Uh, but everyone calls him York, for sure. One thing you know for sure from the beginning of this game is he is kind of uh, not the wacky detective trope. He's unique. He's just another one of those unique detectives. You know what I mean? It falls into that trope in general, but it does, it's nothing like I've necessarily 100% seen before. He speaks to someone named Zach, who you kind of spend the early, if you care about this, which you probably do, you spend the early parts uh, trying to f decipher if Zack is, like, another personality of hers, someone in his head. Uh, the waters are very muddy, but he talks to Zack like it's his inner monologue out loud in front of people about people. Yeah. And sometimes they, they, they're like, hey, what the fuck? Because he's commenting on, like, a woman's looks or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's an odd guy. He's an odd cat. And he's coming to this weird little mountain town in nowhere, USA. And he has got some murders to solve. He shows up. It's a real small town. Like, there's three cops. Yeah. Uh, all of which great. All these little characters, very good. Uh, but you show up because uh, a woman's been murdered. The opening to this game, before you even press start, I have no problem fully telling you this, is an old man walking with these uh, these two little boy twins. Like, little, two little phoenixes. Little blonde boys. Uh four or five, you know what I mean? Yeah. Twins. PS3 graphics on full display when you're driving. PS2 graphics on full display. <laughs> PS3 graphics on full display. Uh, they're like, Grandpa, hurry! 
Grandpa's old and he's walking with them and they come across this tree. This huge tree in the middle of the forest and it artistically shows you that not unlike Hannibal and what I've been told of Inuyasha. Inuyasha? Inuyasha? Inuyasha. It's a woman like kind of chained as well I'll say. It kind of looks like it could be barbed wire but not detailed barbs. Uh, chained to a tree cut open from the chest to the abdomen looks like she bled out like doesn't have a bottom half looks like she was made into the tree or like a mermaid is some insane shit some really brutal fucking horror shit and these kids are like what and the grandpa comes up he's like what are you kids doing and then he like slow pans up and he's like oh that's the first murder that you're there that's why francis york morgan is on his way to small town usa solve this murder Before I go any further, that is basically the opening. Uh, this game is so fucking Japanese doing this fucking American murder mystery. And for that reason, it's very, it's very odd at points. Uh, very quirky at points. Anyways, it's hard to describe, but I enjoy it a lot. A lot of people online compare it to Twin Peaks. I've never seen Twin Peaks. Me neither. So there's that. I've been there. Uh, <laughs> but... Y- but yeah, so, Francis York Morgan, um, when you first enter the town, you you enter like this weird fog, um, and you're not even sure if this part's real, where you're fighting like these zombies, there's red ivy that is growing all around, and it's kind of the thing that's like blocking your path, so you go this specific you know, way or whatever, but uh, this is something that comes up later, when you're going to investigate an area, before Francis York Morgan... Before York sees it as uh, how it really is, he'll see like this deformed version of the entire map of that building, which is pretty big. Or the sections they've done for it is pretty big. Uh, and you have to like maneuver your way. Sometimes there's puzzles. Sometimes there's weird shit that happens. There's always the the killer lurking somewhere trying to kill you with some quick time events. You're gonna fail. Uh, but. This weird zombie mode where it's like everything's like darker, everything's very horror gamey for a second. At this point, 14 hours in, I'm still unsure exactly what's happening there. The zombies are not plaguing the town. I think this has to do with how he's working stuff out in his brain as an agent. There's Olivia asked me a question. Olivia, my girlfriend, has been watching all of it with me. She's been enjoying it. I failed a puzzle when I was in the weird zombie mode. It was like a timed puzzle. And the failing of it said investigation failed but York seemingly like goes crazy and then turns around to the camera and he's all like cracked in madness and I'm like what the fuck is the actual context of this mode right now uh cartoon I'm sorry it's it's chapter based but it's also episode based some like the first episode starts and you're in like what the pause menu looks like, which is like a weird fake living room. It's got all these, I'm sure, cinema references. I think that the the deer head looking at you on the wall is an Evil Dead 2 reference. I always just think that, though. But in the beginning, you have to... You see, like, the little boys as angels. And this is clearly not real life. You see the little boys as angels, and then you walk through a door to start that mission. Kind of makes you think that the major episodes or chapters, like, that's the beginning. Because you do it a second time, but it's a little weirder. The third time I did it, I'm convinced these are just dreams. There was an old man that told me not to walk through the door. And then he's like, I guess you'd 
Do what you gotta do. Cartier, it's getting weird. Me trying to break down exactly what's happening is hard. I know that York is investigating these murders. Uh, what's real is real, but, like, what's not real is questionable to what it actually is. Um, and when this man is talking to a second person inside his head and chain-smoking cigarettes, but taking two puffs and then putting them back into his pack. Shit's weird, Cartier. Did any of that make sense? Uh, here and there. It's a detective game. <laughs> uh, shooting zombies. It's not like one of those detective games where it's like, oh, and now find the clue. Yes, there's clues to find, but... Honestly, the majority of the gameplay, besides maneuvering the open world, which is kind of enjoyable, uh, once I got used to it, it's a lot of, like, shooting zombies, but, uh, meleeing zombies, the weapons degrade, uh, so you have to pick up more, you can only have so many, uh, hold so many things. Worth, <laughs> worth mentioning, Cartier, this open world where you're investigating this shit, there is a hunger meter, there is a sleepiness meter. You can drink coffee. There's also a different health uh, bar as well as a heart rate thing which because uh, some, sometimes you have to, I'm like, there's a point where I'm like, oh, thank God it's not one of those horror games where you have to hide and like hold your breath. You t definitely do. <laughs> you, you hide <laughs> in that same fucking closet. <laughs> uh, or you don't because there's options to hide in this game for sure. Um, hiding is almost like a quick time event I should say. Uh, because the killer, who's called the Raincoat Killer, dressed in a red raincoat, you see his glowing eyes and he's always dragging an axe. Uh, all the moments where you go to hide, I actually really like. Because it's like, hide! And you have a few options in the room. The whole time, he's banging down the door with the axe, and it split-screens it in like a three-quarters, one-quarters way where you can see what you're doing, and you see him banging on the door. But then when you go under, it's like, a view of the room is one of the angles. And the other angle is his exact first-person view as he's, like, looking in the shit. Very good. Very well done, honestly. And I don't... I seriously don't love <laughs> games that make you hide. Uh, which is a weird complaint, but it's true. It's a thing I don't love. Um, but the Raincoat Killer is very interesting. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff they're doing with him. They're, we're at this point where I have no idea... I have no idea who the killer is. It's a small town... Um, you, like, call them all for a fucking... Oh, man, there's so many things to mention. You call them all for a meeting, so you get to meet a lot of them at once. And it's pretty interesting. Uh, worth mentioning, they have, like, the American rocker trope. I'm like, man... I know this is, like, overdone for... Like, this does not really exist. <laughs> like, there's not the guy, like, with the mohawk, with the fucking... It's just not like that anymore, I swear. <laughs> like, the, I don't think there's a lot of rockers who are like, yeah, fucking rock and roll. No one. Like Tony Hawk American Wasteland. No one is that age <laughs> saying rock and roll. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. The richest sorry, guy. They're, they're, they're all like 16. They're like, fucking singer. The richest guy in the town that owns most of the town uh, is in a wheelchair, has a weird fucking breathing mask on, and he only speaks to his handler, his helper who's always, like, speaks in riddles. I'm sorry, he, like, speaks in rhymes. And he's like, so says Mr. Stewart. Uh, real creepy. I have all these theories about who it could be, but it's like, I love a game where um, it's not blatantly obvious, and it feels like they're giving you a good amount, yeah. like, to build off of. They're like, but it's just not the best information, you know what I mean? It's, 
uh, it's one of those games where when you gather clues, you kind of have like a section where you profile the case. Uh, but in Deadly Premonition, it's like these clips can either be unseeable and you can only hear audio and they're static, fuzzy and that same thing, but you can see the subtitles, or clear and it's still a bad angle. But it's stuff like that, and when you find clues, it makes them different uh, quality, I think. Yeah. But it'll be like, it's like bad angle from a tree, like, hey, what are you doing? Saw blade noise, like, fucking, it's like, oh, it's you. No, don't. Like, the clipping and the profiling is so obnoxious and so not fucking helpful right here. Like, uh, but yeah, it's a game I'm loving. The weird, rich, old guy... Uh, I wanted to mention all those systems to also mention that like another because I'm enjoying the fuck out of this game another game I enjoyed the fuck out of I don't know if there's a bad game where you grow a beard Red Dead Redemption 2 full beard growing Francis York Morgan you get points for everything in the investigation you get money and then you can buy stuff with it and I got money for shaving I'm like oh yeah I gotta remember to shave when I walk by a mirror and I'm like is that cause my beard's growing? And then I let it grow. I'm like, my beard's growing. And now I'm like, Francis York Morgan has hit the shits. You know what I mean? Like, it's a tough investigation. Uh, hold me to this cartier is the last two things I want to tell you about Deadly Premonition. Because they're early enough that I think they're intriguing, but they don't give things away. Uh, the very first body, the woman that was on the tree in the opening, when you're investigating the body, you're with uh, the sheriff and the deputy for the town. And at that point, he's very much so in charge of the investigation. You know what I mean? You're just like, I don't know why the F they sent the FBI here. Just like that moment in Silence of the Lambs when they pull... It's like such such an iconic moment to me. When they pull the cocoon of the uh, of the moth out of her. You see Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. When they pull it out of her throat and she's been in the river. And it's like specifically placed their cocoon of a specific foreign moth. Uh, they pull a red seed of a plant out of that woman's throat in Deadly Premonition. And they're like, this is now an FBI investigation. Uh, I enjoy that. And the other thing I want to tell you is, I'm now deep enough that there have been three murders, including the one that happened in the opening. And the second one I want to tell you about, because it's pretty early in the game. And it sets the stage that... I want to say that like there's some Saw-like shit happening here, but I couldn't do that without telling you about the second one. So, the next two bodies, we found them and they were still alive. Like... When the woman was tied to the chair, the um, the medical examiner, whose name is Usha, uh, said that she died from bleeding out. Like, that was the cause, because she had a hit knock on her head, too. Yeah. Uh, but it was, no, she terribly bled out, you know what I mean? When we find the second woman, it's in her room, in her bathtub, and she's, like, standing in the bathtub, like, hung up, spiderweb style, almost, by... This one really is barbed wire. Uh... And it's like, she's not moving at first, and then she like, it's like, holy shit, she's still alive. Which was a very shocking moment in game. I'm giving that away. But, uh, she's not dead yet. But then Goodman's like, oh, cut her out! And bad stuff happens after that. So essentially setting, setting you up for killing them by saving them. I think that's a different horror movie I can't think of that's... Saw is the classic, like, set up like a game kind of thing. Yeah. But there's something else where it's like, they set you up so whoever tries to save them ends up killing them. Uh, but there's some weird, gnarly shit happening in Cartier. 
And the whole time, when you're talking to people, this is the music that's playing. Like, it goes between five or six songs, and it'll just be like the gnarliest shit, but then the background starts doing this, and it's like, ah, well, maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> it's a weird feel. It's a weird vibe. It's a weird <laughs> game. Uh, because, yeah, this game's fucking brutal. And that's me rambling about Deadly Premonition. Do you have a question? Does any of that make sense? I mean... So, we take it as we got. We take yeah. it comes as it comes. And Deadly Premonition rambling music. <clears throat> I played other stuff, Cartier. Guess what I played this week in mobile gaming? Hmm. This week in mobile gaming, you played Mario Kart Live Circuit? America... No. America has finally received the gift of Dragon Quest Tactics. Ooh. I'm playing the shit out of Dragon Quest Tactics. Uh, so, that's all I have to say. Uh, Tactics is exactly what you think it's going to be. It's like grid-based, turn-based battles. Um, but not with a party, a la Dragon Quest. It's actually closer to Dragon Quest Monsters. Where you're catching or you're trading in your tickets to loot box your way to a new monster. And then you're leveling them up. You're giving them new moves. You're upgrading their moves. Eventually you're giving them armor and fucking weapons. And you're fighting through these story modes. Uh, I started playing a few weeks ago. And it's simple but enjoyable. I gotta I gotta admit. They got me early because it's like when I signed up, it's like sign up now and get King Slime. And I'm like, I don't mind if I do. <laughs> uh... The, the worst part, and I was like, Dan, stop this. I'm like, you're allowed to enjoy it, though, so maybe don't stop. Uh, I'm enjoying the shitty mobile story. Hear me out. Uh, <laughs> essentially, you land in the world, and you have uh, the power of, like, not a wand, a scepter, that can control monsters, and that's why you are you holding your phone. Explained. Uh, <laughs> so you can control these monsters, and... And they acknowledge you as a separate person that we'll never see. But everything in the story is people talking to you as if, you know, you're you. Uh, you meet a little sanguine, a little flying, like a fuzzy bat boy that uh, is very impressed with you, very impressed with your ability to control monsters. Uh, and slowly, you're like, I'm not, well, first off, you're like, I'm not from this world. Uh, they never heard of, of humans. Uh so you're with this fuzzy bat and you're going through and you're picking up monsters as friends but then I only tell you about the story at all so I can get to you get to my favorite character in this whole thing keeping in mind that there's a king slime with a big gray beard later named Augustus but my favorite uh, part of this game not even my favorite character my favorite part of this game is the character the jelly the slime boy known as Magellan he's a scholarly slime He's a slime that has, like, a scroll on his top. Have you ever seen a slime like that? Uh, a, his name is Magellan, with the jelly pun in the middle. I love that, Cartier. Number two, it's... You've never heard... Not you've never. I'm sorry. This is the most dialogue I've ever heard from a slime. And it's all, like, goo puns. All the fucking time. Uh, it's like we have to get gooing. I can't even get into all the goo puns. They kind of just roll off the back after a while. Um... But yeah, fucking love Magellan. Have you um, caught a Chimera? Yes, I have the Chimera and the Cosmic Chimera. Uh, I'm pretty deep. I wanted to come... Next time we do this, uh, I'll tell you about it. But I wanted to come prepared with... Um, 
there's like a top 50,000 rankings and I've like cracked the top 50,000 nice. in like full team combat power. It's nothing to be super proud of, but it's funny. And uh, I actually want to make it a segment. Yeah, we'll do a segment next time. <laughs> we'll read the names of the people around me because you can look at the top and then you can look at the 20 around you. We'll read some weird names. But I knew I was doing good when I started hitting Japanese characters. Cartier. I'm like, okay, me and this 14-year-old Japanese kid are fucking playing tactics the same amount. I haven't given it any money yet. Because I think I'm done ever giving a mobile game money. <laughs> I feel tricked. I feel like a fool every time I do. Not because things haven't deserved it. I'm just like, mm. It just doesn't feel as worthy of an investment. I said it, Cartier. Not, and there are some exceptions. Among Us, like, no, that deserved your $2. Things are actually charging you money. I mean, everything that's got a microtransaction I've played. Because one thing this does remind me of not combat-wise, but uh, how the characters level up and you accumulate them, and the teams and everything. Reminds me of Galaxy of Heroes, the Star Wars mobile I was playing. Yeah. Which... Tried and true. Yeah, right. It's just like... it's Yeah, it's the king of fucking taking your money. I'm just like, that's why I don't want to give to anymore. Um, like, reigns on mobile. Like, actual things that are like four bucks to play me. That I can agree with. But, uh, maybe just EA games. <laughs> I've given Square Enix enough money. I love a good free-to-play grind on a game. And it's definitely, like... It's not exactly the same. It's not like, oh, it's so worth it to do this. I'm like, mm, no. And I regret giving Star Wars money. I said it. Galaxy Heroes, not Star Wars. as an IP in general. Disney. Dragon Quest Tactics, though, Cartier. What do I even have to say about it? There's a Dragon Quest 1 event happening this month. Sick. Where it's like, you get transported again <laughs> into the world of Dragon Quest 1. And it's cool. They hit a lot of cool points. The Dragon Lord asks you if you want to join him, and then you can say yes. And I did. And I did. But then, like, you're interrupted, and you find a way home, blah, blah, blah. That's the end of the storyline, I think. But, uh, spoilers. <laughs> but, but no, it was just, like, cool. Not that I'm super familiar with, like, the first two... Dragon Boys, but but Builders go, is basically a retelling of the story of one too. I think it's like a separate universe. It's it? like a, it's like a separate universe where the hero ends up dying, and like the uh, the evil okay, guy wins. Okay, okay. So it's supposed to take is Builders supposed to take place after one? It's like after one, In but that yeah, after one split timeline. You know, Gan Ganon won in that one. I put Dragon Quest Builders the disc I have into the PS4 this week, too. I'm playing nice. it for a few moments. That's I, see, I see it. That's, it's so real. It was, <laughs> it's very recent. Uh, but yeah, no, Tactics, is, it's good. It's definitely... Um, Fire Emblem Heroes good. Was that the mobile one? Yeah. yeah. Or, no, I don't know. Heroes is not the mobile whatever, one. Whatever the mobile one was, but yeah. It's Final Fantasy Tactics. Pokemon Conquest. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, it's not as good as those things. But I know the mobile, Fire Emblem had that exact mobile grid-based one. I'm like, I don't remember another game where I'm like... I did try Gears Tactics. <laughs> where it was just like grid-based and good turn-based shit. Uh, sometimes on this segment, Cartier, I'm like, oh, I'll talk about more about that later. And then I never finish up on it. So I, there's one thing I just want to touch on, and that's... Stardew Valley. I haven't played it in a few weeks. I played the fuck out of it. Uh, overall, Cartier, what a great game. Yeah. Honestly. 
well laid back casual game that I think that uh, my brain isn't laid back enough for to like I enjoyed myself in it a lot I'm like other people went slower and enjoyed it more but I just couldn't like I it's not like I was trying to reach max efficiency but I was definitely always in a hurry well it's like you you got shit to do you got a game plan you know what you're doing and then like you don't play it for like a week two weeks and you get back into it and you're like where was I what was I doing Mm -hmm. what was my game plan you know am I working on bananas I'm far enough I'm far enough that like I can't improve my house anymore you get to a point where uh, there's the option to buy someone else a house uh, it's like 500,000 whatever that mark is at that's where I got to I don't think I'm done done because I got a lot of wine aging <laughs> I'm never gonna cash in on that fucking wine <laughs> like uh, I have a lot of wine aging um, and the greenhouse is like it's almost like I made the greenhouse what I want it to be and then never fully <laughs> enjoyed the fruits not a full fucking set of fruits from it at least uh, but yes, man, I just wanted to, like, I don't think I ever put the cap on Stardew. I'm not done playing it, but I've played enough of it now that I feel comfortable saying a lot of, a lot of stuff really good about it. I'm not that familiar with, like, playing Harvest Moon, but things like the Winter Festival, I didn't love all the events, uh, but things like the Winter Festival, where the, it was the Winter Market, I fucking love the Winter Market. There was a special fishing thing, and I was mostly fishing for Stardew, so maybe that's partially it, but no, I, like... Once I had too much money, or enough money that I could really fuck around, and had more space, like, year one of the Winter Festival, I'm never going to buy that guy's painting. Then I'm like, oh man, I need to buy this painting, <laughs> I need to buy those weird paintings from that guy. Can't wait for it to be winter. Uh, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like... I really enjoyed the Winter Fest, the events. I like the one where you, um, everyone makes a stew. I don't know which one that is. Mm-hmm. Um... I like that the mayor isn't a fan of fish, and that's evident a few different ways. Number one, he's not a fan of, well, he's not a fan of Willie's fucking uh, showcase at whatever summer festival, I think that one is, but like, even Willie's like, man, that mayor doesn't like fish. Really, what I, when I doubled back to Stardew, I just wanted to talk about, finally get it, like, cleaned up my opinion that I think it's interesting the mayor doesn't like fish. And that's pretty much what I'm trying to say. Last thing, I promise one one modern generation thing, Cartier. I have played multiple games now of NBA 2K21. I have also played NBA 2K6 for the PS3 this month, so eat shit, everyone. Let's talk about both of them. Fucking... Uh... Shooting is way different in 21, in 2K21. What's the best way to say it? In the modern 2K, the most recent 2K, it's apparently, according to a friend of the podcast, D'Angelo Martin, the PS4 version and the PS5 version are very different. I think he said the PS4 version was more like 20, or is 21. The shooting is different. The shooting bar is slightly different. I am not as good at it. Uh, defense? Pretty similar. But... Not necessarily. I think it's easier to drive now, uh, especially because shooting is harder. Maybe that's just something that I was doing. <laughs> but 2K21, still enjoyable, still had fun. Um, 
but it's I'm fucking worse at it now for sure. The new one is not because I transitioned from 19 to 20, not owning it, someone else owning it and playing it, and it's pretty similar, except it was weird in the beginning, like the like the physics and like the slipperiness was a little weird. But but yeah, 21 got my ass whooped by D'Angelo multiple times now. Um, don't have much to say about it, Cartier, but I think it's worth noting that. I held that fucking dual sense and uh, tried to splash buckets. Does he Does he have the drift yet? Cartier, what's up with the drift? I know nothing about it. I, I keep not clicking on that news story. I'm like, I don't want to know about it. Ah, they just have drift? Is it like, like everything else? Oh, my God. You know? This week in game. That's all I played, Cartier. That's my rambles. What did you play this week? in-game well so i don't know if i talked about it i think i talked about it on one of the podcasts i was playing soul silver i got that shiny dratini on soul silver from the game corner but i think uh i think i think we talked about that a while back so i started playing diamond and pearl because i only like playing the beginning of pokemon games you know i understand (laughs) Are you playing the remakes of Diamond and Pearl? <laughs> <clears throat> Hopefully they wait. But, uh... No, I've been playing Diamond and Pearl, and it's, uh... Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. Nothing really of a note. The huge. Who'd you pick? I picked, uh... Turtwig. Nice. Turtwig. Turtwig. Uh... Grass Turtle. Tortoise. Twig. Has, a, t- has a tiny leaf on his own. Sure, this week. Twi- a twig on his own. This week in game. <laughs> you playing diamond or pearl? Be honest. I am playing uh, pearl. If you had said both, you would have been a madman. I am. Mean, like I'm playing the beginnings <laughs> twice. I'm playing them together. <laughs> no, um, there's not really much to say about that though. I did restart Pokemon Sword and Shield, and Ooh. I'm not too far in that. Okay. But I did restart it, and I'm playing through it again. So. Sega, Sega's gone. Sega died. Uh, what's what's your name now? I think Nick. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, what else have I played? I'm playing, uh, of course, Apex Legends, and since the last time we talked, they did come out with a new season, mm. new character, mm. new map. How is the new map? Let's so, the new map it. is, uh, the new map is King's Canyon, but they, uh, uh, we haven't we haven't gotten to watch it yet. I haven't showed it to you yet. But pretty much, uh, during one the like character reveal of the new character, his name is Fuse. Okay. He's from he's from New Zealand. You know, so so he talks like the you know like an Australian and shit. Can't do an Australian accent for the life of me right F- now. F- Fuse Fuse Zealand. He he calls himself Fusey sometimes. Fuse Zealand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But uh, so. In his character reveal, like, the welcome ship that he's on, like, crashes, so, like, that's part of the map now. Oh, wow. So you can, like, scale up on this, like, ship or whatever, and the, there's just, the like... The starting ship thing? Um, kind of. Is it what you jump out of or no? N- uh, I mean, spaceships, Titanfall, all look the same. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> but, pretty much, that's a new extension of that map, and that's the one that the ranked is on. So it's just, like, it's King Canyons with, like, some new shit on it, you know? Every couple seasons, they like to blow off, blow up a little more chunks of it. What do you know about room? I don't want to. I I heard I heard rumors that Apex is doing really well in Japan, and Titanfall Two sales are like up in Japan or some bullshit. Cartier, I mean, I, 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 I think I think they're just doing really good, like 
all around, except okay. for the servers. The servers are still fucking potatoes. Were you aware of it having a, a, lar- a large Japanese following? No. Yeah, me neither. I know that the uh, the I've thought about changing my audio for it into Japanese because the Japanese voices sound sick. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, no, the new character Fuse, Fuse. is uh, I don't know what his passive ability. I even I've played like maybe like three matches with Fuse. Okay. But I'm watching Rocco play a lot of Fuse because, like, you know, like he wants to play the new character, whatever. Sure, sure. You know? So, I'm playing a lot of Crypto, and that's been making me get a lot of points in rank just because, like, I can, like, use my drone to, like, highlight the people, and then, like, if they kill someone, I get an assist off of it, so it's, like, easy money. Oh, but, wow. so, he's been playing a lot of Fuse, and from what I can understand, oh, yeah, I know what his, uh, I know what his passive is. So, his passive lets him hold two grenades in one item slot. Nice. Which they, they changed a while back to where, like, you know, you used to be able to pick up, like, two grenades and that would be one item slot. Mm-hmm. They changed it to one. Okay. So he can do that. His his fucking passive is just, like, you know, fucking season zero, everybody. Right. Um, Avoid the patch. His tactical is kind of like Bangalore smoke, but instead it's, like, little bombs. So instead of making, like, smokes, it, like, shoots, disperses, and then it's just, like... Do 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 you know? Mm. Fucking hell zone grenade piccolo. Piccolo. And then his ultimate piccolo. is pretty much straight up like Johnny Cash Ring of Fire. You shoot this mortar up in the air and it creates a ring of fire around like the person or wherever like the radius where you launch it. Mm. And if people go through it then they just get like tick damage. Because like, you know, like they're they're on fire. They're in the ring. But he's definitely got a pretty good um like dynamic gameplay. Nice. Did you, you've played with Fuse a few times then, right? I've, bl- I've, I've, I've fucked around with him in the training mode, and I played a couple matches yeah. with him, but I haven't play- been playing with him too much just because, like, new character, everybody wants to play him. You see a lot of Fuses. There's a lot of Fuses. Every team with a Fuse these days. Pretty much. Not enough Watsons. Not a lot of Watsons. Do you think Watson is one of the more... One of the less used? One of the underused? I think in Ranked, she can be used, like, pretty well. Okay. Just for like sectioning, sectioning shit off and um, putting up her ultimate so like motherfuckers can't whip all those grenades at you. I'm sure. <laughs> and, and restore your shields if you're in the perimeter. I'm sure you'll forever. Maybe this is. Maybe you're so deep now that you don't see this. I'm sure you'll forever see like whatever the base characters are more than anyone. But is there some people you just don't see? Is there some characters um, you never see? Usually? I don't see a lot of Ramparts, who was the character that came out before Horizon. The last new one. Right? Oh, yeah, the one with the big gun, the, yep. she- the Sheila. Sheila. And, uh, who else don't I see a lot of? I don't know. Everyone else seems pretty, like, well-represented from, like, what they play. I do see a shit ton of Wraiths, but mm. Wraith is for, like, sweats, so. Sweat. Sweats. Nice. Sweat, sweat, sweat. But, uh, no, other than that, what else have I played? I played, like, a second of Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, I, I say a second, but really it was just, like, the majority of, like, a day. Yeah. So, like, ten minutes, probably. A couple hours. And, uh, I stopped playing because I was in that option where it was just, like, what was I doing? Who am I wooing? You know, have I milked on this day before I saved? Like, chickens? Do I have ducks? I don't have ducks. Dude, I did so much, but I never officially got the... Got married in Stardew. Still time. There's always time. Still time. Who am I wooing? <laughs> nice. So you just played a little bit. You'd already started it, obviously. Yeah. Right. Good stuff. 
Are you enjoying it, though? I mean... Is it what you wanted it to be? No, I wanted it to be the GameCube <laughs> version, not the PS2 version. Oh, shit. Things are different. <laughs> Things are different. Yeah. Good stuff. But I think that's really all that I've played, honestly, lately. Whoa. Yeah. I believe it. This Week in Gaming. This Week in Gaming. So. Weird stuff this week. Dan Allen. On February 17th, 2020. Okay. We had a full flash Nintendo Direct. <laughs> we did. 50 minutes. February 16th, 2020, Cartier. Can I take you one, before you get into it, can I take you one day back in time? Yes. My Switch Joy-Con is acting up. Not in the way that led to multiple people, you know, bringing a class action lawsuit. Uh, but I had that too. The other one was messing up, right? And it was messing up in a weird way, but it's pretty much like, hey, internet's like, hey, just uh, unsync it, and then to resync it, you just plug it back in. It makes the switch snap? Yeah, every time every time you put them in. I missed it. Been a switch owner for like a little over a year, maybe. Each of them does it. Missed, I'm sure. Yeah, I do them at the same time. Is it different? Magical. Is it <laughs> Magical. Is it amplified times two? So it's February 17th, Nintendo gets us all together, right? Exactly. I was there. I was there a little afterwards to watch the madness. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for you to tell me exactly what happened. So, pretty much, it starts off, you know, starts off with the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And uh, it starts off with what I'm perceiving at the moment. I'm seeing people from uh, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You know, so I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing Rex, and he's trying to find Pyra. He's looking around. I'm thinking, are they making another Xenoblade? Like, are they making a sequel for uh, for old Rexy Boy, No More Shulk? You know, and you know he finally he's looking around for her. It shows like all like the iconic uh, like characters and stuff, and then it uh, shows Rex, and he finds Pyra, and he's like, oh, I've been looking for you, you know, because that's like how he talks. She's like. I didn't know how to tell you. And she's like, I've been I've been invited to I'm invited to Super Smash Bros. Probably one of the best openings to a direct that I've seen. I thought I was gonna be in Smash. Yeah, and it's uh it's crazy just to see uh Rex get sidelined like that because like who cares about Rex, you know? We thought he was gonna be in Smash. I mean That's a callback. Pyra's more iconic. So at that point we what we we just know it's Pyra, right? Well, we know it's Pyra, and then uh, pretty much, from what I'm understanding, she's gonna be getting something as like a, a Sheik and Zelda type of like thing that was going on, where you know like one could transform into the other one. Mid, I didn't know they could do that mid Smash. I don't know if they can do it mid Smash, but it looks like they're swapping between uh, Pyra and Mithra, yeah, which Mithra, is uh, the blonde yes. one. It does look like it in this one. Yeah. Apparently, they're. Did you you did you dip into the first Steel Blade a little bit? Or was that the second one? Uh, second one. I haven't played the first one either, but apparently that's like his two helpers in. Yeah, Xenoblade. so I yeah she I know uh, Mithra helps um, Shulk out in Xenoblade One or Chronicles or whatever the name of that game is. Also, whatever yeah. the one Shulk is from. Yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they clash. They do. It's uh it's another sword fighter in Super Smash. It's nice. Just another just another sword fighter in Super Smash. Yeah, but it's a. Uh, it's good, and it's uh, it's kind of crazy to see a uh, a Smash reveal that doesn't include Mario in it. And uh, on that, we're going to put a pin in that. Mm. 
So pretty much after that, it goes for the uh, six month too late fall guy summer 2021 reveal. It's <laughs> too late. Oh shit. <laughs> now, yeah. Before you go into anything, let's comment on the six months too late because you're right. Uh, in Devolver's defense, I guess, it's like you're looking at publishing this game that's made for the Switch. Like, look at it. It looks like Nintendo paid someone to make it for the Switch. Yeah. Switch not known for its online, you know, Infrastructure being super strong, and this game is 100% going to be online. Yeah. Are you still surprised it... Still, yeah, I'm still surprised it <laughs> took this long to get on, I guess. I'm pretty sure it's also coming to Xbox, too. Nice. Oh, right. Fall Guy's not on Xbox this whole time. PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got to be an exclusivity thing, right? Yeah. Because you think they would have gotten on faster. Right. Even being sm- a smaller team or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, it's good for them, you know? Exciting, yeah. Good for them. They're getting, they're getting on the Switch. They belong on the Switch. It's definitely made for it, yeah. It, it feels right. Yeah. But um, other than that, not much to say about... I haven't played Fall Guys in uh, I've, a I haven't played months. in a while. And, yeah, when I, some of the clips they were showing, I'm like, oh man, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'd be nice to jump in. We'll have to do that soon. Just jump in, like, not knowing a lot of the new stuff. Right. Knowing how to move, get I the, assume, get, hasn't moved. King of the Crown, I'm not sure. Can you move your arms when you're falling? In the loading screen? That's Who a t- knows? It's a tough one to know. <clears throat> but then, pretty much after that, it goes to a Switch reveal of um, Outer Wilds for summer 2021. Ooh, going right from Devolver to Annapurna. Mm-hmm. The two indie publishers that do right by me. Couple of Annapurna games. Couple. Of, oh, yeah, we got multiple Annapurna games. Nice. Yeah. So, yes, I'm sorry to cut you off. Fucking... Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. It's, uh, what is it, 11 minutes, 20 minutes? 20 minutes for the sun to explode and for everything to reset. 22 minutes. 22 minutes. Yeah, um, so I played a lot of this game, Cartier. Yeah. Um. Do you think it's going to do good on the Switch? Yes, I think it's really good in doses. I think that the first half of the game... Hi, Raider. I'm sorry. I'm also handling my dog. The first half of the game lends itself to small doses uh, because of how it's set up with runs, with a, the 22 minutes, the time going by, or uh, or you just dying that ends that run. Uh, what I did really enjoy, Cartier, is, and why I think it say, I say it lends itself to it in the beginning is, how information is learned in this, um, you do have, like, a log and how things... Some things are just learned information, where it's like, yes, I have written down how some of these quantum physics work in this game, in this world, on these planets, but... Uh, but some things I just have to, like, remember, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of information out there. So I remember getting deep enough where... I don't want to give anything away, but... Learning in this game, how the information is given to you, how you find it, and it's just really it's just getting around this solar system with a planet, or getting around the solar system with a with a ship, landing all the planets, and using your alien translator to translate texts and other things like that. There's so much to explore. There's so many really interesting planets. Uh, the Hurricane Planet is obviously the one that gets a lot of love because it's it's. Uh, it's something else. Like, breaking through the atmosphere for the first time is really good. Just trying to, like, maneuver the land and, like, how 
the land and water work on that planet. Very interesting. I'm excited. I think it's going to do well on Switch. It's a, where it should be, for sure. Yeah, I've, I haven't played it, but I've, I think it sounds like it's a good fit for it. Yeah. That was Outer Wilds, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I know. Dun, 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 Outer Worlds. Dun. Yep. Oh. So, pretty much after that, we get um, two games that are uh, that are revealed. And they're both a Famicom Detective Club, and one is a Famicom Detective Club, The Missing Heir, and one is Famicom Detective Club, The Girl Who Stands Behind. Which is just a fucking emo name at first, right? The yeah. Girl Who Stands Behind, but then they explain it a little bit, and you're like, oh, it's, it's ghost shit. Yep. It's like, it follows shit. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. No, Definitely. But uh, pretty much this is a deep cut of the two those first two games. It looks like it's almost like a remake, cause like it's it's looking nice. I, I was thinking that um, not being familiar, I I thought it was um the first one's a remake and the second one's new stories. Is that wrong? I'm not sure. Bowser's big day. Bowser's style. fury. <laughs> Bowser's but, uh, day out. That being said, May 14th is the date for those two games. I just said earlier, I'm into weird detective games. This one looks very visual and novel Yeah. But uh, put it on the list. No, it definitely looks interesting. But then after that, we go to Samurai Warrior 5. Whoa. Which is one of those uh, Hyrule Warrior fucking Fire Emblem Mushu. heroes, possibly. One verse 100 style. Yeah, one, one verse 1,000, actually, Ooh. is what they said. But uh, I did notice that in this, uh, they said Noah Bunga is in it. Okay. And he is, uh, he's been in a bunch of like different games. I'm not sure if he comes from the Samurai Warrior franchise or if he comes from like the Noah Bunga's Ambition. But uh, pretty okay, much okay. he's... Uh, that crossover that I like from Pokemon, Pokemon Conquest. Uh-huh. That's a uh, Pokemon and Noabunga Zambition like interesting. Pretty much a crossover between that. But that looks like it's slated for summer 2021. No actual dates for it yet, but it looks it looks interesting. It's uh that type of game definitely isn't something that like I've been interested to play cuz like I picked up the Fire Emblem one and I'm um, mm-hmm. I played a little bit of that, but I ended up taking it back just cuz whatever. Heard good things about Strikers, Persona Five, Mushu Strikers. Yeah, exactly. Roger, Just those those kind of games. Roger picked up on Fantasy Critic. I'm sure it's doing well. Yeah, I figure if I want to play one of those games, then I'll pick up like Age of Calamity. You know, mm-hmm. Hyrule Warriors. Sure. Just because like that like piques my interest at least a little bit. I'm I'm invested in like that universe. You know, the world. The only the only thing with Noah Bunga that I am interested in is um, Pokemon Conquest Two. Okay. Never coming out. Probably not. Probably not. But it is a. Uh... I want that game to come out. <laughs> <clears throat> then they go into something that is uh, it's really really neat. It's. It's really really neat. It is the Switch remaster for the Legend of Mana that's slated for June twenty fourth. Okay. But yeah, pretty much it's uh. It's just a remaster of Legend of Mana. I've never played any of the, like, Mana games, so, like, Tears of Mana, Legend of Mana, Secret of Mana. They recently remastered Secret of Mana last year, right? Mm -hmm. I think that was last year. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's it's cool to see some of these uh, older boys getting a second life, another life remaster. But uh, pretty much other than that, um, 
the next thing that came out was uh, they were talking a little bit about Monster Hunter Rise, and they had a new trailer for it. Mm-hmm. They have the date for it. I'm pretty sure the date was already announced, but the date is March 26th. Looks good. And it's also coming with a limited edition Switch and a Pro Controller, which is neat. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, they had a few special edition things that were shown off in this direct. That I actually thought looked interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Rise looks good. Yeah. Looks like a good quality fantasy critic draft pick is what it looks like. Yeah, you think so? I didn't pick it up. Uh, Who did? D'Angelo, I think. Probably. Uh, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise is looking good. It's looking interesting. It looks good. Uh, it's definitely um, a different vein than World. Mm-hmm. But... And also stories, right? It's just yeah. another little thing. Yeah. Uh... We'll have to, hopefully we get someone, I, we have a few friends of the podcast that are Monster Hunter fans, maybe we can get someone that played it on here, that'd be interesting. I'm sure we'll hear more about Rise. Yeah. Rise. What, what's the date for that? Rise. The uh, the date for it is March 26th. Mm, it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. <clears throat> and then uh, earlier I put a pin in Mario not being in the uh, Smash mm-hmm. reveal. And uh, that's because he's too busy fucking golfing, mm. pulling the pin. <laughs> so it looks like Super Mario or Mario Golf Super Rush is going to be coming out on June twenty fifth. That branding. And it's uh, it's Mario playing golf. Did we did we think the name Breath of the Wild was good before the game came out? We thought it was intriguing, at least, right? Yeah. Okay. So no one was shitting on it. So how can you get, for your new series, how can you get branding so right with Breath of the Wild and then we have new Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Fucking, I don't hate Super Rush, but like, <laughs> it's not great. Like, yeah. Uh, there's a few other examples I'm sure I Well, I feel, of. so they talked a little bit about the game. We just mentioned the three game. did it right. They, they, they talked about the game and it seems like the Super Rush is part of the game. Special because mode. Because it right? looks like they have the special mode where it's a Super Rush mode where this is probably the main draw for like why I might mm. get this game. And it's the fact that everyone's playing golf at the same time. It looks, yeah, speed golf. It looks really fun. I know speed golf is A, a real like party thing people do apparently when golf is accessible. Yeah. But uh, more than that, everybody's golf. The, yeah, yeah. when it came, last one was everybody's golf. Everybody's golf had that in as a new mode in the last one too, 2018. Mm-hmm. Possibly that mode available in VR right now. I don't know. But pretty much what we're looking at is they're, um... But not as fucking Wario. So they have the they have the motion controls for the uh, Joy Cons, mm-hmm. but they also made sure that they had um, regular controls for it, so it can be played on like the Switch lights and in docked mode mm-hmm. without the actual like Joy Cons and like which is cool. Yes. Yeah, uh, probably preferred, but honestly, like we think uh, we always think motion control is such like a gimmick, but it's like until you see like an old video of like the dude playing the Wii baseball. Oh no! Like a quarantine video, maybe of the guy that just put the the Wii mote literally on the baseball, yeah. on the on the um, baseball bat, and it's just like correct enough. It's not per- It's correct enough that it's like that totally works. Yeah. Like I remember playing Wii golf back in the day with the motion controls, um, at a friend of mine's house, and their mom drunkenly tried to be like, "Ah, oh, let me show you how to golf," like gonna grab our hips and show us the old how to do the old like the no, razzle dazzle the old razzle dazzle 
Um, I was 18. But no, like, so it's just interesting. It's just interesting to see uh, the new Mario Golf have the motion controls in it. Because, uh, fuck it, Cartier, before we get anything else, I fucking love Mario Golf. Is there... What are, what are the uh, past... I'm paid to put you on the spot, but do we know the past iterations of Mario Golf? Definitely on 64, right? Uh, there's just golf in general where you're Mario. That's got to be the original Origins, right? Probably. Uh, but, like, was there one after 60... Is there a GameCube Mario Golf? There's got to be, right? Mm, I don't know about GameCube, but I think there is one on either the Switch... Not the Switch, but... Uh, oh, there's one. E- either the Wii or the Wii U. Okay. Well, I know they had the right... I was like, eh, do I officially get to be like Baby Mario taunting people as they <laughs> try to swing? They did show some of the characters wah, in it. Wah. I don't know what the roster is going to look like. Yeah, dude. Who did we see? We saw a fair amount of people. I definitely saw Wario. Yeah, Wario was Luigi. there. Uh, the 64 roster definitely had Baby Luigi, Baby Mario. I'd love to see them return, mostly for the taunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just like, a, I'm a Baby Luigi mark yeah. for life. Man, throw them in. So one cool thing that they did... Uh, put a little time on was the uh the story mode there's a story mode there's a story mode they in it. said it they said it like ooh, and the story mode like it was going to intrigue people and guess what 100 percent when they announced super mario aces uh fucking that was my first question there i'm like is there a story it was an adventure mode yeah uh fuck yeah there's a story mode and you get the in the story mode it looks like you get to play your uh me character Oh, is that only in the story? So you get to play in the story, and you get to play in competition mode. Oh, so you can yeah. use you can either be like you can be Wario, you know, you can be Wario farting while you're while you're golfing because you know he's gonna do it every game that he's in. They make sure he can fart. Yeah. That's one of his conditions. Yes, it's, to get him in, that's gotta happen. Ah, loves a good fart. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Any story mode at all. Like, the, the bar is so low uh, yeah. for what it needs to be, I feel. Um, but yeah, here's hoping Wario's in it for sure, man. No, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they show oh, wait, him in the trailer. Saw, we saw Wario, for sure. There's a is, few, uh, is Waluigi in it, though? There's a few things in this direct that give the Miiverse hope. Weird. Yeah. No, definitely. They're doubling down. Especially when... Um, hmm... It's just cool. I mean, it's kind of. It doesn't sound like they gave up on it, but it's like if if they're gonna transfer over me things seriously, which have been like deeply like dove into like on the 3ds and shit. Yeah. If they're gonna transfer that over, you think they would have done it earlier in the life of the Switch? Right. But uh. But pretty much for uh for Mario Golf Super Rush, your me boys are in it. Your me boys are in it, and it looks like it's slotted for June 25th. Uh, it's high on the list. It's like that thing that I'm not going to buy that I'm going to think about forever. Just like Mario Party. Yeah. And maybe if it reviews better than Mario Party. Not actual reviews, but just like actual fan consensus. Uh, yeah, but hype, dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking golf's where it's at. <laughs> so, from there, the, uh, the direct kind of switched a direction, and they went to this game called, uh, Tales from the Borderlands. And apparently this game is going to be set between Borderlands 2 and 3, mm-hmm. and it's one of those um, choice-driven games. And it's actually, I do know, I know very little about this. Uh, we know some people that love Borderlands, but Tales of Borderlands, uh, probably at least out on PS4, but I think on both of those. Um, this is, when I saw this, 
I'm like, oh, this is, I wonder who owns the IP, or who owns the publishing rights to this, because is this new Telltale? Because Tales from Borderlands is Telltale. Yeah. We're in the new Telltale era, we haven't heard a whole lot from them. Uh, I haven't. So I'm like, interesting we're getting Tales from Borderlands on the Switch, and I think that all those Tales games make sense on the Switch. Especially if they can make them run well. Like, I wonder, you think they would do, like, Wolf Among Us and some of the other big ones? Right. Uh, I mean, there's still time. There is time. So, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Borderlands fan, so I pretty much don't have anything to say about Jack that. Jack Black is Claptrap McGlatt, though, in the movie. <laughs> yep, I heard that. I always forget, what, it's Claptrap, right? I think so. I always forget that name, so I just bullshit until people know what you're saying. Yeah. So, from there, the direct move to uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium, and this launched right after Direct was over, and it pretty much looks like a, like, conglomeration of different uh, Capcom titles, so they, I know they showed Street Fighter on there, Mm -hmm. they showed Mm -hmm. some other shit, I don't know off the top of my head, but it kind of just looks like one of those, just, like, collections. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, uh, yeah, no, it's just cool. It's cool when companies do stuff like this. I think that this is the kind of thing some people want Konami to get back in on. I feel like arcade games finally got around to, not recently, but like partly through the PS4, partly through last gen, all those SNK games, which are also on Switch, popping up for Switch and um, PlayStation. It's been a good time for stuff like this to come back. The Capcom arcade stick which I don't think necessarily had the same collection of games because uh, Capcom just has a fucking rich fucking history. Yeah. Uh, came out 2019-2020. It was real expensive for an arcade stick, but it had some of the things like Terminator. How this is set up is they could add things to it. It sounds like yeah. you're initially buying a pack and you can buy game packs or whatever. Yeah, and that's what it's looking like. And it almost... And it's like you're walking through an arcade almost, right? I think you're scrolling through, but... uh. But yeah, definitely saw Street Fighter. What? I mean, I don't remember off the top of my head right now. Yeah, no, same. Samurai Showdown, maybe? Like, the old version of Samurai Showdown? That's been getting love. Some some Galaga-looking games? Definitely gonna be... It's gonna be a bejeweled... Do, do you think it'll get to the point where we'll be able to play a Beautiful Joe game on it? Wow. Probably not. Probably not, because it's... Yeah. This, this weekend gaming? Will, will Beautiful <laughs> Joe ever get his day in the, sh- in the sun again? I mean, did he get his day in his game? Was he in the failed Marvel, the last Marvel Capcom? I think he was in one of the Marvel Capcom ones. He definitely was in one of them. Yeah. Was he in the most recent one? I don't know. I don't know either. It didn't do that well. Are we on DC Justice Girls yet? No, we are not. We're a couple away from that. So the next game was, uh, I got nothing to say about it, but it's uh, Stubbs the Zombie. Stubbs the Zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Making zombies is what it's looking like. Yeah, what is that originally? Uh, is that something... It's not something weird, but it's on something else. The support. That's all I got for you. Yeah. <laughs> but Stump Zombie looked interesting. When I saw it, I'm like, there are going to be some... There'd be something... Like, that looks like an actual kid's game. That looks like a kid's zombie. You're still calling them zombies, and they yeah. can kill realistic zombies. Kids play a lot of different games, but like, no. That's fucking... Small Soldiers. This is fucking truly a kid's game. It looks looks interesting. It looks yeah. a little rough, <laughs> graphics-wise, but it looks good. Yeah. Um, I, from I from no yeah from that it goes to No More Heroes three, mm-hmm. which has a date for August twenty seventh. I picked it up on Fantasy Critic Criteria. Nice. Uh, 
I picked up Mario Golf. <laughs> How dare you, first off, interrupt my amazing No More Heroes 3 moment. I was I was feeling it. I was I'm feeling just, I'm myself. just saying, if, if we knew we were... If, Mario I, if, I, if I knew we were is doing that, that. Did that have a date? Mario? Yeah, the golf. Yeah. Uh, June 25th. Uh, what a great pickup then, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's 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 the that's the thing I'm working on this year. Wow, you ended up with. I mean, a wreath. Ooh, not to make it about this before we move on to no more heroes, but high 80s, low 90s. Hopefully. Mario Golf. Ho- hopefully. So hopefully no lower than 70s. I don't think that Mario Tennis holds the same place that Mario Golf does to people. Uh, one of my favorite side Mario games is definitely the Academy. Game Boy Color, Super like Mario Tennis Boy, but I think that people generally like Mario Golf more, uh, and it looks like the old mechanics are back. I don't think they had to change much, and they shouldn't have. Well, it, so go, it's go, do well. going, going back on that, it looks like uh, they have a they have a meter that projects like the terrain and like right. what your like shots gonna like look like or whatever. So it does look like that. Some it additional tools. There's I don't yeah, I don't wanna undersell it like there's not new stuff, but it looks like the old uh hitting hitting the button is, is gonna be similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the old line it up and and power swinging kind of thing. So yeah. No more heroes three. No more heroes three. Travis touchdown now has Joy Cons on his arm. Sick. Worth mentioning. Yeah. Uh looks good. He's entering a tournament He's got to do odd jobs around town, around the dimension, to get the entrance fees for these uh, tournament matches, and it's going to be a wacky, multi-dimensional trip, Cartier, that's what we'll say. Looks good. August 27th. At this point, the narrator for the Switch Direct is being real cute. He's like, is this the right game? Oh, call oh back yeah, no, all the, all, the, all the titles. Yeah. There was like three in a row where he had to read the title... It's like, you know when they read it a little different? It's like, oh, what? Oh, It's like three in a row, though. I'm like, ah, we should have spread these out. Right. It's just like, it wasn't this, but it's like, Mario in space? Dun, dun, dun. I wish that was a... <laughs> this Galaxy 3 announced. Right. So, from that, we go to Neon White, the, uh, the other Annapurna game. Artsy. What Kill- is this one about, Cartier? Killing Demons in Heaven. Damn. You're assassins. You're hired to kill demons in heaven. Uh-huh. Some shit about not caring what God sees. It almost sounded to me Deathloop style, where it's just like, you might... Forget it, the voice. like, well, you might ask yourself, what are demons doing in heaven? But, like, isn't he a demon? I'm not sure. They, they got masks on, so they kind of look I, like demons. I kind of thought that all demons in heaven were assassins. And that he's the assassin of assassins. I hard to say. One thing's for sure is that this is a fast-paced, first-person, card-based game. Yeah. Uh, you're picking up cards that give you powers slash. Ammu- it wasn't ammunition. It wasn't like guns, right? Ne- neon white chain of memories. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, what's the um, the game where the girls all floating? Does that make sense? Mirror's Edge. Wow, I can't believe I got Normally I don't find it when I say <laughs> shit like that to people. It's kind of like card-based Mirror's Edge where it's like constantly moving. Um, fucking, it looks, uh, it looks hardcore in the same way that like Meat Boy is hardcore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like it takes a certain kind of 
That's gonna be some people's fucking jam for sure. Yeah, people people are gonna like that game for sure. And it was definitely artsy. Definitely looking it was Annapurna published. Yeah, and uh, that is slotted for winter twenty twenty one. No actual date for it. Wow. But how do you feel about that as a pickup, man? I mean, for fantasy fiction, not that it's a bad one. It could be potentially a good one, but like it's definitely a questionable one. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's Annapurna game, you know. Right. They they trend they trend to do well. So, that being said, we move on to the next game, which just so happens to be DC Superhero Girls. Nice Superhero June 4th, games. it's coming out. It, uh... Very kids game again, for sure. I'm not gonna play it, obviously, but parts of it do look why, interesting. Why, obviously? What the fuck? <laughs> because I only play man games like Pokemon. Because I only play man games. <laughs> and Stardew Valley. Uh... I don't play manly enough games for some listeners of the podcast and some friends of the podcast. Uh, nothing manlier than friendship. Because <laughs> nothing, nothing, manly nothing manlier than, than holding hands. Than, than fucking bonds. But sometimes people don't even mean to throw shade. Like, ah, yeah, Dan, I found a real casual game you might like. You're casual. I'm, fucking, I'm playing CSGO, all right? But uh, pretty much this game looks like it's going to be... You know, su- superhero game. You know, it's a superhero girls. Yeah. So uh, you, they showed like Batgirl, Wonder Woman. They said some shit about Bumblebee being it there. It looks single player. It does look single player. Right? It looks like there's an overworld that you can like explain, like explore in. You get to like customize your character. You get to fight baddies, and then you also get to deal with the uh, toils and troubles of being in high school. It's, it's tough. like it's tough. It, it looks like an intri- interesting game. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. God damn it, man. I know. DC Supergirls. I said, God damn it, because I, I really thought it was, yeah. That's, I'm like, this is a single player game. First t- 10 seconds, I'm like, oh. Thought it was going to be multiplayer. Goodness. None of multiplayer games. As soon as that's two player, couch co op, it goes from. No group. It's like, no. Like, D'Angelo wants to play that game, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two player game on Switch. What is this? Easy Superhero Girls. Good June stuff. 4th. June 4th. It's got a date. You think it's a good pickup? Do I think it's a good pickup? Man, I would... So, it looks like it's deeper than what it might be surface surface level. So I would, I would like, see what company that is making it. No. And then I'm like, I would judge it off the last game, for sure. Because it really could be... And it could be, like, a slept-on one. You know I mean? It looks interesting. There's one part in it's the trailer that, like, really got me, like thinking about it where it's like and you want to make sure that when you change into your costume no one sees you and I'm just like it looks fucking cool dude yeah, definitely, definitely. it looks fucking cool I'm probably not going to play it but like it looks fucking cool Teen Titans <laughs> um, that being said the next game that was on that was slotted is uh, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville the complete edition Jesus Christ never die never die I think Phoenix plays this game nice Nice. How old, is he? Uh, how old is he now for the people at home? Five-ish. Mm-hmm. And how many months? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice, and he's playing the fuck out of Neighborville. Dude. Yeah. That's... I know I know he plays some um, Plants vs. Zombies game at his mom's house, but it's coming to the Switch on March 10th. Ooh. March 10th, that's not far away. Not far away at all. Mm. Oh, it seems like a lot of the stuff is either, like, coming out pretty soon or does not have a date slotted. Mm-hmm. Or in some cases, 2022. But, uh... 
other than that, the next game that it went on to was talking about um, Metopia. Metopia, the return of Metopia. Yeah, Metop- I'm not- it's coming to Switch. Never played Metopia. What about you, Cartier? I never played it, but it sounds like it sounds like it's fun. You know, you can pretty much slot any character, any me that you make as um, a character in this story. So, like, I was watching this one video where, because uh, I wanted to look in the Metopia and see what it was a little bit. Someone made the uh, big villain Judge Judy, oh. which was uh, funny. Yeah, no, that's good. But. <laughs> It's uh, it's interesting. It looks like they're adding in a new makeup feature to make your Mies look better. Okay. And, oh, uh, I did see that. You get a cus- horse. Yes. <laughs> new customization for the Mies. The Mies look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. And it's uh, coming out May twenty first. Ooh, so close. Don't know if I'm ever gonna get it, but it does look. It's, it's interesting. I I love the love for the Mies that they're getting. Mm. You know, as characters that are invited golfing. Invited to smash. Invited to carts around. They've been invited. Pro- probably be able to play him in aces. But will they ever meet Sackboy? Have Sackboy and Mies interacted before? PlayStation doesn't interact with. Mm, good point. That ah. being said, um, another thing that they uh, they brought up was a. Uh, Super Mario themed items that are coming to Animal Crossing. So for the uh, 35th anniversary of Mario, mm-hmm. you're getting pretty much the ability to craft and buy Mario items. So you can buy costumes, you can buy overworld stuff. You know, the announcer challenges you to make the first level of Mario on mm-hmm. your island. You can get these warp pipes, which are the fucking neatest thing in the world. Uh, so, yeah, the functionality, the fact that it's a special item that, like, it's kind of a game changer. You yeah. can do a lot of weird stuff. I don't know if you're limited to one set, but even if you are. Uh, I, it kind of looks like it's going to be one set. Especially when people people love to set it up for other people visiting their island, obviously. Yeah. So now, you know, taking them the way you want them to go or taking, know, taking, let a, it be a secret. taking a pipe to my vineyard <laughs> let, it be, let it be like a secret they uncover and then they go to a secret area you know there's different ways to do it yeah uh, yeah no that's it's really cool the block is yes everything else is is cool but that warp pipe I don't even play Animal Crossing but I'm like that's it's, gotta be it's definitely game changing you use the right word for it it's gotta be big but uh other than that they uh Moved over to another Square Enix project, and this one looks really, really interesting. So, Square Enix has had a big presence in this direct, from mm-hmm. what I'm noticing. And this is a, I'm gonna say the name that the name that they have for it right now, and then I'm gonna ask you a question after that. Okay. So this game is called Project Tri- Triangle Strategy, mm-hmm. and do you think that the full game is gonna be called Triangle Strategy? Because the last time they did this, yeah, with Project o- Octopath Travelers, yeah. It just ended up being Octopath Travelers. I actually think that at this point, yeah, yes, to answer your question simply, yes, I think it's going to be end up just being Triangle Strategy. Uh, and I think that the, in the trailer now, the working title part, I think that's a joke at this point because the working title ended up being the real title. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah, honestly, Project Triangle Strategy, Cartier. No, it definitely uh, it definitely looks really, really neat. It's um, same basic style as Project Octopath Traveler, so it's that 
2.5-ish D game looking game. And it literally has the same like art style as Octopath Travelers. And it pretty much looks like it's going to be the second one in this series, except for they're changing up the gameplay. It's going to have more of a grid-style gameplay, so it's going to have a more Final Fantasy Tactics-ish nice. like, style to it, rather than the... Grid-based. Well, the, the other game was pretty much like... I don't want to say it was like hack and slash, because it wasn't, but it was definitely like... Kind of like Zelda 2-ish, you know? Turn-base-ish? Yeah, no. D- we're, different type of turn-base. We're, we're full tactics at this point. We're full fucking... Yeah. We're full grid-based now. Uh, that's exciting. Insert okay. comparisons to everything. We always love to bring up Final Fantasy Tactics. All the good I mean, yeah. Fucking... Pokemon Cup Quest. One of the more well-known... <laughs> pull, pull the right. pen out of that one again. The two most well-known uh, tactics series, obviously. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, man. It, um, it looks interesting. I love... I love the style that Octopath was. I, I played the demo for it, and then I didn't buy the game. And I think about buying the game a lot. And I just... I love the way that these games look. Because, like... I wish Pokemon would make a game in that style versus a 3D yeah, game. You know? Cool. I like the sprites. I, I feel like it gives my brain more time to, like, fill in the voids versus seeing... Lifeless 3D models. It feels special. It does. Yeah, it looks special. It feels special. Time tested. Now the real question is, because uh, yeah, th- seeing this makes me regret never having played Octopath. You know what I mean? Still time. Uh, right. And then I'm like, ooh, do I hop in on Octopath? Do I hop in on, on Triangle Strategy? Because there's a give and take. Uh, like. I have to, yeah, I, I gotta be in the mood for tactics. Like, it's like a special, like, brain thing. It's almost like... It's you, almost download, like you can download the demo right now? It's almost like being ready for, like, puzzles. Like, you're not yeah, always in the mood. No, definitely, and... But when it, a big, it's good, it's good. A big thing that they brought up is uh, not only is it, like, grid-based, but it's also, like, the terrain. The terrain is a big aspect of, like, how your battles are gonna go, which is, like, real neat. It's like, I might download, I might download the, uh... Download the demo for this game and give it a try. Because it, it, it looks nice. I enjoy it. It's got a lot of browns and just the artwork overall. just looks really, really pretty. But how do you feel about the name? I, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, uh, I actually like I, it. <laughs> I, I wish it had more tactics inside of the name, but I guess uh, Triangle Strategy yeah. is uh, the foundation of a Pokemon game. It's a way to avoid the classic tactics hole. Like, everything... When Final Fantasy Tactics does it in Insert the Year of War of the Lions, when they do it, it's like, oh, wow, very blunt Final Fantasy. When, ta- when Gears Tactics does it for the mobile game, like, it, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Tacking on Tactics to just the name of your series makes it feel cheap, so cheap that mobile, you know, it's like mobile games. Yeah. Uh, Take but, that mobile games. But, but, but no. this isn't a tactics, though. This is a strategy. I'm playing Dragon Quest Tactics right, right now. Exactly. For sure. Uh and it's not just those two examples, as long as I can think of right now, but... Insert... Oh, dude. Dark Crystal Chronicles <laughs> tactics, yep. right? Like, I think that, yeah, Triangle Strategy, even though there's, like, a partial... A, a small group of people definitely giving them shit for that name uh, when there's a million weird names for games. <laughs> I think Triangle Strategy is actually fucking brilliant, and yeah. you're not going to forget it. No, it's definitely looking good, and it's also looking like it's coming out in 2022. So that is one of those games that are not coming out this year, but Nintendo just kind of had to say what up, you know? 
it's one of those things that you're going to keep your eye on next year. Yeah, definitely. Whether it be drafting or playing. Yeah. So I, I do think I'm going to download the demo for that one, though. Yeah. It's out right now. Right now. So, moving on from that. But wasn't initially available for like that first hour. I saw some people like, where is it? I think it's out there now, though. Yeah. Delayed. <laughs> but uh, pretty much the next thing that they were talking about was um, they show the beginning of it. They don't show much to it. And it is a uh, Star Wars game. It's a free-to-play Star Wars game right. that's coming out in 2021 called Star Wars Hunters. What is it, dude? I'm not really sure. They kind of seem like they teased on a gladiatorial arena. Did you get that feel? Kind of. Or like some sort of like... So things things that I've heard that it, I'm not sure are true or not. So, you know, grain of salt. I hear it takes place in between episode 6 and 7. Nice, nice. Which I like. That's pretty much all I know about it. Oh, ho, ho. But uh, it's, a, it's, it's free to play and more Star Wars loot boxes. More Star Maybe not, alright. Maybe not loot boxes. So, it's probably... Who's gonna, making that? Um, we don't know that. I don't know off the top of my head. Maybe not EA. I mean, would, EA, they, EA doesn't have the thing for it anymore, right, do they? but they wouldn't already... I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> so, the next thing that they were talking about was um, Knockout City. And the only thing that I wrote down for this, I wrote two things down. The first thing was... May 21st, 2020 okay. is when it's coming out. And the second thing I wrote down is the Dodgeball Fortnite game. Oh, yes. I was going to say, remind me what Knockout City was. It's the one with the, the trailer where it's got like the little like 8-bit pit or 16-bit like pixie. It's got like the football player. It's got like the knockoff World of Warcraft character. It's drawn together plays uh, video, video game. Yeah. That was weird. I wonder how much that's going to play into... Okay, if if th- those people sitting in the chair, if it's never reflected in some way, their personalities again, and that was just for the commercial, that was like a really bad commercial, I think. Yeah. Because when they went to the actual, when they got to what it was about, the dodgeball, I was kind of in. Uh, turn it into a ball, being thrown at other people, just basic like dodgeball, like single player, every man for himself, yeah. maybe, or maybe there's teams. Uh, dodgeball eliminate like throw and catch it's such a simple good idea for an online game uh, yeah and fucking I remember enjoying some of the old like flash dodgeball games man it's like such a good idea yeah uh, no it's definitely in the same vein as like that uh what was it the roller du- derby like free for all game and shit the, like that yep Bleeding Edge, the Ubisoft roller derby game, I do recall that. Yes. It does have that feel to it. No, uh, definitely. Remember the ramen game? Yeah. Oh my god, when is that coming? That just makes me think of that. Pokemon Sleep. Pokemon Sleep. So, we went from Knockout City to the World's End Club and... Bad trailer. That's all I want to say. If, if, though, if it's not fucking... Those gotta be the characters in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? They gotta be. Like you well, it looks like those, it looks like those are the the voices. team, the like, the club that you're uh, in, the dodgeball club. No, not a dodgeball club, but probably some sort of theater. Oh, that what? What do you? <laughs> some sort of theater club. Oh, okay, that's what I'm guessing. It's weird. Dead Poet Society. Oh, okay. Robin Williams. I understand now. But uh, no, it looks. 
alright, I guess. I mean, I, th- I do think it was a really bad trailer for, like, what it was, but... Yeah, it just wasn't... It was weird. It was weird. I wish they had started any other way. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they were introing those characters, where it's like, these, you're going to pick from these characters, let's show you. Yeah. Just when it finished, I was like, man, those that might have just been a weird commercial. No, yeah. That, definitely something that, like, when it comes out on May 28th, that I, uh... I might look into. I'm, I, I probably I probably won't buy it, but I'll definitely want to see like what it is and what it has to offer. You know. No, definitely. But uh, we move from that to the March nineteenth physical release of Hades for the Switch, which I think is neat. It said physical. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I like some of the indie games I've gotten physical releases. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking with Trey, friend of the podcast, Trey, mm-hmm. and he has been playing Hades. Is he enjoying it? He said it's good. Oh man, he, he's been liking it. I've thought about it a million times. Get it for the Switch physical release. Sweet, sweet. But uh, I don't really have much to say about that Hades. You know, they won they won a couple awards. Yeah, like they, they did very well. Acclaimed Ooh. are words that could be used in the same sentence as Hades. Critically acclaimed. Uh, one of the gems of 2020. Mm-hmm. A, li- a light in the darkness, some would say. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much other than that, they moved to the June 10th release of the Ninja Gaiden collection, which is going to be Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3 for the Switch. This was good. People love Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. I wasn't asking for it, but someone probably was. <laughs> Definitely. That's how I feel that too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. There's, I think that <clears throat> seeing retro stuff like the messenger do well uh lends itself to stuff like this existing honestly it's yeah. weird i don't know if you directly credit it but i think there's correlation with stuff like that some of these retro things doing well and companies actually caring enough to be like well, i guess we're gonna put the ninja gaiden series out yeah one two and three that's cool so then after that i didn't write it down because the only thing that had the info on it was uh the snapshot from the actual direct itself. Right, okay. <clears throat> and it has all the information on it, so I didn't want to rewrite it down. Nice. But pretty much this is the expansion pass for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And from I'm, I'm reading it right now, so pretty much what it says is, Purchase bonus, it is available on May 28th, 2020. Newly added weapon for Link and newly added costume for Link. Okay. And then on ra- Wave 1... Which starts June 2021. Uh, you get an expanded roster, newly added weapon types, new challenges in the Royal Ancients Lab, and newly added challenging enemies. Mm. And then for Wave 2, which is going to be coming in November 2021, is a new character vignettes, uh, newly added stages, an expanded roster, and new battle skills for existing characters. All for the sum of nineteen ninety nine. $20 DLC. Yes. Criteria. Full version required. How's DLC that? sold separately. As someone who played a little bit of Hyrule Warriors. Not the, wait, not this one, right? I mean, I played the Fire Emblem version. Oh, right. You played, just joking. You played Fire yeah. Emblem, for sure. You were in between those two that day. Yeah. Good stuff. You think that looks worth it to you, though? I mean, probably not, but I... I <laughs> I don't own the game. I don't know. I swear it's, if, if, if I were to get that type of game, I'd probably want to get the DLC for it, because, like, why not? But Right, yeah. If you're, I also if, like free DLC, so... If you're digging it, you're digging it, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Not my, not my type of game, but... True. I'd, I'd play it for the Zelda. I'll play it for Link. 
So the next few things I didn't really write down much for because there wasn't any like release date or anything for them, but they did say that a new Ghosts and Goblins game was coming out. Are we going to the big boys? We're getting there. The new there's gonna be a okay, so I might have missed this. There's gonna be a new Ghouls and Goblins? Yep. Oh. Okay. So it looks like that's coming out. There's a game 2D? called uh, it looks 2D, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I Saga Frontier, a remaster, is coming out for the Switch. Never heard of the game, so... Yep, don't don't know. Uh, March 9th, Apex Legends is coming to the Switch. It's interesting. Thoughts? Um, I wonder if Nintendo's servers are going to be any better than any other server True. for that game. For that only online game. Two years too late, but... <laughs> Two years too late. The Switch is coming. Like, uh, man, can't talk to your teammates. Oh, well, you can always use, there's outside ways. I mean, there's the ping. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, you can non-verbally communicate in many ways, for yeah. sure. That's what that game's about? You can ping, you can ping, 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 ping. Mm-hmm. Let them know. But it looks like, um, it's starting off not quite, not so much as, uh, mid-season, but it's dead, like, the season already started. The season started a couple weeks ago, so they're definitely having a late start to it. The expansion pass, or not the expansion pass, but the uh, the battle pass for it. You get an extra 30 levels when you get the expan- or the uh, battle pass for it. And then for the first two weeks that the game is launched, it's, uh, I think they said, triple experience. Whoa. But so, the accounts won't transfer over. Accounts won't transfer over, but, I mean... I was just saying, it would be cool to go over there just to play on Switch just to find oh, yeah, the experience. No, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. I would move over to it if it would let me like move my skin and shit over, but I put a mo- like too much money in the PlayStation version to yeah. justify moving to another version. You know, now, that's why that's why I wouldn't move the PC or why, why I would never download it for my um, Xbox. A- Apex is on Xbox, though, right? Yeah. Um, do you upgrading to the new Xbox or like four to PS4 to PS5? That stuff had to have transferred, right? I think it does. Okay. Because yeah. that would, that, you would have lost I think I, a lot of people. That's one of the main questions I had, and I still don't have an answer for that, but I think it does. Yeah, you think you think that people would have dropped off a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. But uh, March 9th for that, and then... <clears throat> the man who makes Zelda happen, A.G. Numa, shows <laughs> up on the screen, and he says, Breath of the Wild 2 is... Coming along smoothly. <laughs> it's smoothly sailing along. Okay. Yeah, he said that it's, it's still there. It's please, still alive. Please be excited. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I came on the screen and you guys thought that I was going to say something about this. It's coming along smoothly. That being had said... Say, had to say it. They do have something to announce, though. So, they were talking about the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD coming to the Switch. I've never played this game. Might be a game I pick up. This is the earliest game in the Zelda timeline to date. Mm-hmm. It tells the story of how the mas- Master Sword was created mm-hmm. and how the whole, uh, what is it, Goddess of Hylia, Link, and Ganon reincarnation thing pretty much happens. I've actually seen... Villain's name is Demise. Uh, a good one of this game, I realized, when I realized which one it was. Yeah. seen it, because... My, I have a small cousin named James, my, my little cousin, and he played, they had a Switch, 
Yeah. They just switched. They had a Wii. And I watched him play a good amount of this, unless I'm confusing it with Twilight Princess, right? Also on the Switch? Uh, one you turn into a wolf, and the other one... Either way, but... Right on Skylofts. Big birds. Not to... I don't know how much you've written down for this, but not to cut off one of the things... So, a lot of things people had a problem with is... Um, how are you going to transfer the motion controls over? You know what I mean? So, I know a lot of people had that issue, but they also don't realize exactly what the Joy-Con is, and the Joy-Con is exactly the motion controls. Sure. Right, right. So, they were explaining it, and pretty much it's going to have Joy- Joy-Con controls, so you're going to be able to play it with uh, left-hand shield, right-hand sword. It looks like the reaction is actually a lot better than the Wii- what the Wiimote had to offer. Yeah, that's cool. And they also added in... Um, Button controls, so right. you can play it on your Switch lights, or you can play it with your Switch Pro controller. Like you said, you move. They move motion controls to the stick. Yeah, they move is... it to the stick, so it's uh, it's all. From what it looks like to me, it kind of looks like how when you're playing skates. I didn't know what you were going to say there. Uh, I was going to say, friend of the podcast, Kyle loved Revengeance. That's how the sword works in Revengeance. From we had to specifically carve it certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's. Yeah, it was probably the easiest thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes sense. Uh, and they had it's. I don't know how it worked before, but the, the idea that it's shield in one hand and what one Joy-Con, uh, so your shield would be drifting, or is Link left-handed? Uh, nope, your shield. No, he isn't left-handed. And that's sh- what some of the people want it to be, but they're not going to add it in. Obviously, your shield will be drifting. Is the joke I'll stick with then? Well, I mean, uh, motion control, so. Damn, good point. The camera on your... No, I don't know. Uh, it's cool that they put out this special edition, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, no, it's definitely easy money. This is the game that came out before Breath of the Wild. Like, this is the newest game up to Breath of the Wild. And you can see it in some of the things that... Like, they showed some of the concepts that were in this game that, like, moving forward to Breath of the Wild were, like, main stakes. You know, they showed the stamina bar. They showed the using items to make armor better. <laughs> They showed the uh, wind sail, which yeah. is pretty much your uh, little little hang glider. Yeah, no, that's fucking sick. Also, um, they're putting out the you might already said this. They're putting out the special Joy Cons for the the right one being the Master Sword, the left one being the Hylian Shield. Hylian Shield. Yep, it's a. Uh, I saw a funny post online actually. It was a a picture of the game when it first came out for the um, Wii. And it had the controller bundled in with it for fifty nine ninety nine, and they're like, "This version and this version is gonna be fifty nine ninety nine, and then you can spend an extra seventy dollars to get the Joy-Con controllers." Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so it's a uh, it's easy money for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, it's the thirty fourth anniversary of. 35th, baby? Nah, it's 35th of everything right now, right? I know, I mean, not I Pokemon, Pokemon's 25th. I think we're actually... It's <laughs> like Mario's 36 or some shit now, right? It's 35th. Oh. That's why the... I thought it was like a little stutter stepped away from each other. Yeah, no. Mario's always 10 years over Pokemon. Good stuff. Fun fact. And then, that's coming out on June 16th. I didn't say that. So that is interesting. And uh, it looks like something I'm definitely probably going to pick up, you know? Yeah, no, really? Yeah. Is it definitely pick up for you? Yeah, no, definitely. I'll play I'll play through that game. I never got to play through it. Yeah, I was saying I never played it either. Uh, what was the date? I'm sorry. Uh, the date is July 16th. Ooh, that's a good summer game, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. Did, was the summer when we got um, the last remaster? 
Well, the, it was pretty much a full remake. Which yeah, was, Link's Awakening. Which was, yes, yes. The Awakening. Yeah, I mean, this is a hell of a schedule. Some of the games, I don't want to get ahead of it, but this direct kind of left you being like, what's the big thing for this year? And oh, we're about to get to it, because the last thing that they revealed yes. was, a, was a trailer. And it, it, was, it looked like less of a trailer and more of a... Uh, the opening sequence to what is going to be Splatoon 3. You know, you get to create your character, you get to create your little fish thing. Do you think it's this year, though? No, 2021, I'm, I mean, what's the bit? Yes, wait, wait, that's not even, talk, I don't want to talk over Splatoon, but... That's the last thing on there. Oh, right, it went Zelda, then Splatoon. Yeah. Yes, well, let's talk about Splatoon, then. Fuck <laughs> it, yeah. I was going to say, it, uh, some of these games coming out, like Miitopia and this Zelda, I'm like, I wonder when this was done. Like, uh, you know holding on to it for the right moment. I get that feeling, and I also get the feeling, what's the... You know, no no Metroid, no Bayonetta, but it's fine. But, like, what's the... Is it golf? Golf is the big one coming out this year. I mean, there's still time for, like, things to come out. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of time. You know, this was only supposed to cover the stuff that's coming out for the first quarter. Okay, for sure. I didn't know that. Which is wild that they threw in some 2022s, and they threw in a couple... Winter, but I feel like those are just like to make the fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. they didn't say anything about Pokemon, so a lot of people are thinking that on the twenty, what fucking twenty eighth or whatever, mm-hmm. that's Pokemon game or Pokemon Day. So they're thinking that there's going to be a Pokemon Direct that day because you know okay, po- okay. Po- Pokemon Directs usually come like a little bit after a Nintendo Direct. So there might, there might be another one of these coming up soon. It's guaranteed a Smash one. Yeah. Like breaking down Pyro and Mithra the way they've been doing for all the characters, which yeah. is really good. Uh, but Splatoon 3 is a, the trailer I really liked, Cartier. It starts off with a little demo of uh, the new character customization thing. Yeah. I wonder, since they added story later with the Splatoon DLC, I wonder if this one's just going to straight up have a story mode also. It kind of looks like it, because it looks like it starts off, you know, like in the... Uh, kind of like how Cyberpunk starts off in the Nomad, where like... You know, you're in, like, the desert or whatever, and then you take a train, and you go into pretty much just, like, what is it, Splatoon Tokyo? <laughs> yeah, I don't I forget <laughs> the name of it, too. Uh, Splattown. Splattown, USA? Yeah. <laughs> Knoxville, Tennessee. Did we even talk about the little pet you have? No, there's this ugly little chicken-looking fish. He was digging the subway, for I sure. Know. He was, was loving a, it. It was a long shot of you just sitting on the subway, everything's normal. But dancing to the music of the subway is your little pet. Yeah. And he's living his best life right here. He is living his best life. He's doing what he can. But pretty much that was a that was a Nintendo Direct. They ended off with Splatoon. They had a little extra I know me and you aren't very familiar with Splatoon. They had like little extra crab enemies that looked like they were spitting out paint. You see that? Did you catch that? No. I don't ever remember seeing that before. It was a little crab boy. Uh so please be excited. <laughs> and you said that was 2022? Yeah, 2022. Yeah, so they're definitely two big hitters. And don't get me wrong, Splatoon 3 makes that one of the bigger titles for 2022. I just wonder if we're going to get into that situation where we're going to have a few big hitters that year and maybe not. There's got to be one, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2, maybe not. Uh, they said... I. Cartier, this is how we should end it. What do you think about announced or what do you think about release date for Breath of the Wild 2 now that they have said 
you're going to hear more later in the year. Because that, that doesn't mean one thing or another, but... I mean... It's kind of led me to think it's not this year. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's coming out this year. Okay. What I do think is that it's a... I think it's just smoothly sailing around along the uh, the process of becoming a video game. Wherever it is, it's got to be doing better than Star Fox Karting. Pikmin 4? Goemon Mystical Ninja 2. Bayonetta 3. Star Fox anything. Bayonetta 3, dude. I don't know. Pikmin, Pikmin 4 style. We laughed at D'Angelo for drafting it in our fantasy trade draft. We didn't laugh, but, you know. What? Wait, are we... How can we shit on him for drafting it when it's four and five years into development or whatever? Because it's like, I think we're at four now, right? Or it's yeah. three and four years. I'm like... I mean, just remember, somebody drafted Cyberpunk last year. And it never came out. It never did. It's still in development. Well, that being said, this is this has been the Great Lakes Gaming Podcast. It's true. It's true. We did it. We did a podcast. Cartier, if people who listen to this whole thing are still sane, they can actually find all of the past podcasts at litmitmedia.fireside.fm. L i t m i t m e d i a. Fireside.fm. You can find all the social media links to Litmit Media there as well, Cartier. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite place to listen? I enjoy listening to it on Spotify, but sometimes I'll listen to it on Apple Podcasts. I hear it's in the Google Play Store. In person? Mm-hmm. Do you ever do... No, I don't have a Google or anything. You don't listen in person? No, I know Kyle has an Alexa. I was joking. I mean, you listen while we're here doing it. Sometimes. Right now. I'm listening to it right now. That's true. Well, uh, with that being said... Yeah. I love my dog, Radar. He has made podcasting here a little bit of a struggle, Cartier. He is a boy. I appreciate your patience as this young boy is trained to be a better boy than he's ever been before. Um, make it great day or not. The choice is yours.